Did you miss the headline and the top story of the day? Extra, extra, we don't don't worry, because we got you covered. This is how we do. It's the Cattles and Rami. Top spot. We got a Manchester versus Chelsea about to get underway, I guess, in the football world or soccer here in America. Why are there so many cute babies on the TV? Why do you know what's going on? Uh, it's uh, bring your kid to the soccer match day in Europe. It's in all called of Europe. football. Yeah. I'm just kidding. Every player is walking out with an adorable baby yeah. in their arms. Yeah. It's, uh-huh. it's almost too much for me to focus. It's just cute babies after cute baby after cute baby. And also, I know this has nothing to do with anything. And this is, you know, the most important hour of the show. When did the... Uh, the headphones, the earmuffs on babies at sporting events. When did that become a thing? I know De'Aaron Fox's kid was courtside <laughs> every them, game yeah. with it's those. It's a things. really good idea. It is, but were we all just getting ear damage yeah. going to these things? Because yeah. that's huh? a new thing. They care more. Okay. They care more wow. now. <laughs> okay. That's for sure. All right. Just checking if my parents love me. I was just checking. I also feel see. like Verlaud, wherever he is, if he's listening, is very upset because he was definitely <laughs> watching this Manchester game earlier. So I feel like whatever you're watching is maybe like a, a delay. Oh, or oh okay. I, I don't right. know. But at least I'm not spoiling it for him. No. At no, least no, there's no. that. He already saw it if yeah. he watched it earlier. I don't think it's the same game, though. I, oh, I'm not going to really so I go might there. have spoiled. Okay. Yeah. All right. Sorry, Verlaud. I'm sure there's. But they're not playing the same, like day, so I don't know what don't you're know. watching. I don't know. If I did spoil it, I'm sorry, and I'm sure there's an angry text coming soon. Yep. In the top spot today, and yeah, it's it's May 24th, but the top spot today, Whitey, is 49ers OTAs, because here we are again with a Super Bowl caliber roster. We we talked about the most complete rosters in the NFL yeah. earlier in the show, and NFL.com had the 49ers at third, third behind most complete the Eagles roster, yeah. and the Chiefs, but... One place where they're not necessarily complete, at least until we know who it's going to be, is the quarterback position. And the snap count is on. We're watching every little move that these guys make. Is is Trey Lance healthy? Kyle Shanahan talked about that. I didn't impact him a ton because he had to adjust it during the season just to be able to get through and adjust how you know he was healthy, but it didn't heal healthy. Um, so he had to change how he played in the middle of the year um, while mainly taking scout team reps and being prepared as a number two, except for a couple games. Um, so going to the offseason, have to recorrect that. I think it took him all offseason. Um, so he worked at recorrecting that throughout the whole offseason, and then he was just thrown into practice with us. Um, going into this year, that was corrected um, throughout last year, his grip and everything. And um, so I thought he got it going this time with his time away. Just he knew what he had to focus on. He, he had known what he had struggled with. He had known what he had done good with. He'd gotten to see two different quarterbacks playing our offense two different ways. And I just think his time away was a lot more deliberate and in a position where he knew what he could isolate on, which I think had to compare to last year. And Whitey, it's not just the injuries he suffered last year. I don't need to remind 49ers fans this, but he hasn't really had a healthy season or a fully healthy offseason to prepare for a season going back a number of years. He hasn't finished two consecutive games within a season since 2019. And from the end of the 2019 season at North Dakota State to the start of the 2023 season, he'll have started five games total. And yeah. Trey Lance himself even even recognizes, yeah, that slowed him down a little bit. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, with anything. Um, but wrist, hand, arm, shoulder, um, you know, it all kind of connects, obviously. So for me, uh, yeah, it bugged a lot of other things and it was hard to 
find a way to, to throw, finishing off my, my middle finger um, and changing my grip and things like that. Now, for what it's worth, Whitey, is sna- like I said, snap count 2023 is on. Lance had the first crack at reps on the field, followed by Sam Darnold, followed by Brandon Allen for some reason. Didn't Brandon Allen throw for 371 yards in a game once? Against a Houston Texans, though. So that doesn't, that, that doesn't really count. So you can call them first-team reps if you want. Kyle Shanahan is not. He says it'll even out. We'll make sure we get that right. First team is kind of funny because there is no O-line out there, and most of our receivers are second and third team on the first team today. So I'm curious what everyone thinks first and second and third team yeah. is. Mm-hmm. Lance's throwing motion has been tweaked Supposedly, it's giving him a tighter spiral. Supposedly, it's leading to less arm fatigue and pain, which has been an issue for him in the past. Sam Darnold, Whitey, appears to be calm and confident in the pocket, according to NBC Sports Bay Area. And uh, Brandon Allen also, uh, he threw the football, too, in uh, OTAs yesterday. spit it. How closely are are you watching this quarterback situation for the 49ers? Are we putting too much of a magnifying glass on it just because uh slow time of year if we are it's because there's just not going to be anything significant happening yet sam darnold is still an insurance policy actually for the two guys ahead of him it's going to be really hard if not impossible for trey lance to supplant brock purdy unless brock purdy struggles health-wise uh it's going to be hard for trey lance to supplant him as number one but what trey lance can do uh is change the way the 49ers look at him Um, whether he takes over the top spot or not. But he won't be able to do that, really, for all the talk of his improved mechanics. That's all great. But he's got to make better decisions with the football, and he's got to get the ball out on time. And we're not going to know anything about his ability to do that until the preseason, really, at the earliest. It does start now, though, right? Like, I'm not not putting too much on OTAs to say that, while I I probably can't, and we had Jennifer Lee Chan on from NBC Sports Bay Area, in, in the 4 o'clock hour. I don't even know that, that she or reporters on the ground can get a great idea of, of how clear the picture is at quarterback for the 49ers, but this is where it starts, on that practice field, in meetings. They, they see a lot more of these guys than we do yeah. in terms of, the, and, and, and that goes into the whole picture and the whole, the whole bucket of information, if you will, that they're going to consider when they eventually make this call. Trey Lance has not had the opportunity really to get better because of all the injuries. So at this point, here you are. We got a guy behind you now that we like a lot. Trey Lance just has to get better from here. And it's starting with, uh, as you say, looks like his uh, mechanics are better now. But he has to only get better from here if he's going to come close to fulfilling any of his promise with the 49ers or wherever from this point on he has to consistently get better and better and better in a very linear fashion all this could be made moot though by uh, the timetable of Brock Purdy and we talked yesterday Whitey about the 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 surgery that he had that's relatively new it's only been being done for 10 years but so far the results have been good in terms mm-hmm. of athletes returning at or better than their performance pre-surgery. The success rate is even higher than Brandon Allen's uh, completion percentage. <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, it is. And Brock Purdy himself, do we do we have this handy? I'm sorry, I'm springing this on you. No, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Brock Purdy himself said that he's he's ahead of schedule and, and, and may be ready by week one. How encouraged are you by that? Or is it even too early 
to to look at at that as better well than the alternative, talking. you know. But as you said, there's every reason to be optimistic here. As long as he continues physically to get better and better, it's not great news. It's like, oh, that's encouraging. As long as there are no setbacks, is physically. a par- is a part of you? Because a part of me is curious. What part of you? I I don't look. I want Brock Your left Purdy. Elbow. What part of you? I want Brock Purdy to be healthy. And real quick, this was Brock Purdy yesterday talking about the progression in his elbow recovery. For sure, like my I feel good. Arm is feeling good. Um, so to say I'm going to be ready by this time or this time, I just you know we're not trying to label any kind of timeline like that. For sure, though, like that's a that's a goal, right? To um, we want to be ready for you know the season. And um, if that's the case, great. But um, like I said, we're just taking it one day at a time and don't want to say anything that you know we regret i'm intrigued by trey lance not so much sam Darnold, but i am intrigued by trey lance and i can't say like a part of me wants to say see trey lance play just to see what that looks like with it also implying that i don't want brock purdy back by week one but that's that's not what i mean Th- those are two separate issues in my mind but a part of me whitey does Want to see what Trey Lance can can do if if mm-hmm. he can stay healthy and the new throwing motion and everything else. He has the higher ceiling. One might even argue Sam Darnold has a higher ceiling than what Brock Purdy does. And anytime you can have a better player or a higher ceiling at quarterback, that means a higher ceiling for your offense as a whole. And I'm I'm intrigued by by that possibility. I'm not so enamored by what I saw from Brock Purdy last year that. I'm like, ah, nah, I don't don't even need to see what Trey Lance can do. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Let me frame it this way. I've been working in the Bay Area for a couple years, and I've been asking over the last couple years this question. Who's going to have the better career, James Wiseman, Trey Lance, or Joey Bart? Well, James Wiseman is gone (laughs) out. Joey Bart is like, well, okay, maybe there's something there. But Trey Lance, this is his chance from here on. It's his time to show that, yep, I get it. I can do it. I've got all the physical skills that you drafted me for. Plus, I understand your system. I can play quarterback in your system. He has to prove that starting right now or else, you know, the 49ers at some point very soon will have to say, yeah, we just missed that with that pick. There will be a lot of eyes on the quarterback situation for the 49ers from now until at least week one and maybe beyond as, as that continues to be an ongoing and developing situation for a team that has Super Bowl aspirations and legitimate Super Bowl aspirations. After a short break, Kyrie Irving would like us to stop talking about where he'll end up. So we'll talk about where Kyrie Irving will end up. That's coming up next. Cattles and Rami. Sacktown Sports. That's the show. Check us out at uh, sacktownsports.com, youtube.com slash sacktownsports. Hit that thumbs up. Give us that like. Subscribe. Rate. Review. How many likes we have over there, Rami? I'm looking 30, for 50. 30 likes right now. Oh, no. Wait a minute. I need 20 for Simone need, to get down yeah, we here. Need 20 karaoke. more for Simone to carry. What song were you going to karaoke, Simone? As Proud we, Mary. Proud Mary. As we pay tribute to uh, Tina Turner. Folks on our YouTube page getting a treat right now with Simone dancing. In the background, behind Jay. In that swim on you, man. She diamond deep. <laughs> I just caught that. That was that was very good, Simone. That looks that. It's a good. Uh, it's a good. Thank you, know, you. Good visual. Thank there you. on the YouTube page. You swimming in and out of the Team screen. Team Flair, right there. Right? I like yeah. it. Yes, yes, sir. Uh, yesterday, Whitey, we on the show, we we went through an exercise with with LeBron hinting 
that he might retire. We went through an exercise of best case and worst case scenarios. Why should I engage in this exercise for, when I give you answers and you say, I don't like that? Because that's part of the show where you <laughs> irritate me. That's yeah. <laughs> All right. And I irritate you and, and so one, on and so Mr. forth. Grinch. But um, uh, Kyrie Irving is, is another guy and, and often linked to LeBron in some of these mm-hmm. rumors. And I thought it might be a good exercise today to do best case and worst case scenario of where Kyrie Irving might end up. But Kyrie Irving would prefer that we just shut the hell up and not talk about where he'll play basketball. My last thing that I'm going to say after I say I love y'all. Stop mentioning me on Twitter. All y'all fan bases, stop mentioning me right now, please. It is still the Western Conference and Eastern Conference Finals. Like, or excuse me, Denver's going to the finals. You know, we're still waiting for Boston and Miami. Can y'all please leave me the f*** out of this? Please, can I just be with my family in peace? Y'all got people at my dinner table discussing what my free agency plans are. <laughs> stop that. Y'all think it's funny, but please stop that. I, like, I actually like having peace of mind when I'm at the crib, right? Like, I, I see all y'all ads. I, I see all y'all mentions. Okay, I said it. I see all y'all stuff y'all be saying. I see all y'all memories. I get it. I get it. I'm just as excited as y'all are. But you gotta chill, though. You gotta chill, though. Come on. Like, we can have some fun with it, but... Like the the love is 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 already there, right? The message is spread. I appreciate your ancestral run. Thank you for being tapped in, um, and I appreciate all y'all for tuning in. But please, all y'all fan bases, like stop mentioning me just for like the next month or two or three. Whenever I make my decisions, please stop mentioning me. No, I, I love y'all. I don't want to. I, want I to. don't understand that. <laughs> I don't think he's being too serious. He he gets it. Like for for as much as as we give Kyrie a hard time, and he brings a lot of that on himself. Leave he, me in peace. He gets it. He know, he knows we're gonna keep on bringing up his name and talking about where he might end up this upcoming season. Do you even care where he ends up this upcoming season, Whitey? Yeah, but I don't think he has nearly as many options as as he would have us believe. You know, all the fan bases, hey kind of implying that, yeah, I could go to a lot of these different places. I think his options are actually very limited. I was reading a piece uh, from the uh, from the Bleacher Report yesterday basically saying that it's it's just about a done deal that he's going to stay in Dallas with, with Luka and the Mavericks. But I thought, why not, why not the same exercise that we – because I thought your take on Kyrie ending up with the Lakers – what was was an interesting one that it would actually be a good thing for the Kings Great thing. if he went there and blew that thing Not up. Not a bad thing to me for the Kings that he's staying in Dallas because I don't think that worked either. From a from a Kings perspective, what do you think is best case and worst case scenario for Kyrie Irving? And it could be where you want him to go and actually absolutely sabotage the thing and blow it up from the inside. Well, it's not all his fault, obviously, but look what happened to Dallas after they got him. So if he stays, I don't think that's terrible for the Kings. I never doubted that he and Luka could play together offensively because Kyrie does understand. I mean, he's smart, basketball smart, and he can play off the ball. But defensively, he's like, oh, my goodness. You have the two of those guys on the floor at the same time. That's a problem. So I think it's good for the Kings if he's there. I think him going to the Lakers might be even better because I think that whole thing would unravel. But, I want Kyrie in the conference if I'm the Kings. Please stay oh, in the West. loco, man. So you want him to stay in the yes. West because you're that convinced that wherever he look, goes, look at this it comes record. crumbling oh, down. Oh, man, that's easy. Yeah. Where where has it worked since he left the Cavs? I mean, I can't, I can't argue with you, but I, I – I will keep going back to the fact. I told you this yesterday. 
We we gave our big swing free agent wish list here on the show yeah. for the Kings. I know he had a phenomenal game against the Kings this year. And I that. and I said Kyrie Irving. I said bring Kyrie Irving to the Kings. That's my big swing. And and my my logic, my reasoning was when you take a big swing, sometimes you end up on a knee. You know what I mean? <laughs> With yeah. the ball in the catcher's mitt. And other times when you take a big swing, it's it's on the other side of the fence. And I think that is exactly the risk that you're taking with Kyrie Irving. It's the risk that, that the, the Nets took. It's the risk that who, who did he play for before, before the, it was, it was Boston. Uh, Boston. That's the risk that yeah. Boston took. Uh huh. That's the risk teams take when they bring in Kyrie and they know it. They, they know that the, it's, it's entirely possible they end up with a knee in the dirt and looking back at the ball in the catcher's You remove spin. a vampire. But it's mm-hmm. also, they know that the ball could, Go flying over that fence, and but it's a when, home run of a when signing. When has the ball gone over the fence? Well, it when, hasn't since 2016. To me, the scariest scenario is is Los Angeles and him ending up with with the Lakers. That that's worst case scenario because I think at least maybe for one year he can keep his head on straight to and and have his eyes on the prize and the same mission, so to speak, as LeBron James and Anthony Davis. To me, best case scenario is he stays right where he is in Dallas because I I don't see that working. I don't either. I there's just you said L.A. If you went to the Clippers, that and I don't know if there's any way that could happen. That that's that rattled me a little bit. That could actually work. Yeah, you think it could work with? Uh, Yeah, but I don't know if that's uh, even in the cards or even feasibly possible as far as salary cap yeah, and all, and all that, that. Goes. i don't know if, he has, if they have any interest in him but yeah you're asking the wrong guy yeah. again yeah. my eyes roll in the back of my head we start talking like where's the kyle when, when you need him <laughs> <laughs> yeah kyle knows that stuff nick knows that stuff pretty well inside and out so i i would say dallas is probably best case scenario i think the lakers is worst case i think that's where Kyrie is the scariest to, to be quite honest with you, I think that's where he is absolutely the scariest. And that's going back to my analogy of the, the home run versus the strikeout. That's where he has the, the greatest potential for to be a home run signing and yeah, to actually I, help them win a championship. And he's that talented where if everything came together, yeah, you're right. But to me, the Lakers need more stability. And that's one thing you can't count on from him. You look at how they stumbled and stumbled. And then when they, they, they got some more stable role players in, they they took off, but if you had LeBron and AD and Kyrie, and it's for different reasons. But what I, yesterday I said the over under on how many games the three of them would play over eighty two would be like six. I mean, it's just he's 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 just not reliable right now. And wherever he is, you got to count on him as kind of a foundational piece. And if you have a shaky foundation, eh, good luck. Speaking of the Kings and their future, who might be a problem when they're ready to compete? That. And more NBA issues discussed with Keith Smith of Spotrack and the front office show next in the callback. I'm going to light up these phone lines. The phone is ringing. And we are checking to see who's on the line. Long time listener, first time caller. News gossip, a story. Okay, who's the next victim? It's the callback. On Cattles and Rami. It is that time, and earlier today we had a chance to catch up with Keith Smith of Spotrack and the front office show to talk some NBA and Kings, and uh, I just sent him with the question that the entire NBA world is asking right out of the gates. Is LeBron James really going to retire? No, I don't think so. (laughs) I know that's been the whole story, and he's been accused of just trying to control the narrative, and 
deflect from the Lakers losing, and maybe some of their there's some truth in there. But my guess is, you know, it was raw, you know, emotion after you know his season came to an end, and uh, it's got to be the most difficult season of his career. And you know, they were left for dead in early February. Then they made you know a series of trades, became a pretty good team, made the run to the West Finals, and I'm sure he was physically and emotionally hurting after that game as. You know, good friend Carmelo Anthony retired earlier that morning, and you know, Dwayne Wade's been retired. He's probably looking around saying, like, man, I'm the last one left. My foot hurts, and I got to do, you know, five months. I got to be ready to do this all over again. I'm sure there is some doubt in his mind, but my guess is we'll see him back on the court again next season. I, I don't. I'm with I'm with Keith and most of the NBA world. Whitey, I don't think LeBron is retiring, but we, we talked about it earlier. Comments by Anthony Davis to Dave McMenamin of ESPN that LeBron mentioned to him, he might have him hung up by 2024, by the 2024 Olympics. To me, those statements carry a little more weight with, with that factored in, you know, that this Mm -hmm. isn't just something that occurred to him in the moment because of the, the pain of the loss or the fatigue or anything else. This is something he has considered. Let me ask you this, because we have a Michael Jordan, uh, the last dance. documentary. The last yes. dance. That would, okay, yeah. that's what's playing. Mm-hmm. And putting your own feelings aside, I'm not asking you how you feel about this, but I, I feel it's inevitable. Do you feel it's inevitable that at this point, before long, LeBron James will widely be considered the greatest player of all time? Now that he's the all-time leading scorer, and I know there are going to be holdouts, and they're it's not going to be a you know a, a unanimous, but I think it, it's it's inevitable that. LeBron within the next couple of years and beyond will be considered the greatest player of all time. I think it'll continue to be debated, but yeah, I think the further removed we yeah. are from Michael That's why Jordan, Michael did the and, last dance. I think that's one of the reasons. And LeBron is fresher in people's memories or just, you know, more people are alive that mm-hmm. remember LeBron James and Michael Jordan at some point. That's, right. That's a scary the thought to have. The scoring record is a um, huge part of that to ab- me. Absolutely. But, I mean, yeah, I think at some point the, the tide turns in that debate in the favor of LeBron James, whether I believe it or right. like it or right. not. Yeah, right. I, I think that's entirely possible, for sure. Yeah. I, I, I think Do you it's think that factors in his decision? Home. If he's coming back he may or not? feel like, yeah, I, not much more I can do. If I can't win any more titles, and I got the all-time scoring record, uh, other than playing with my kid... Maybe that's not a great idea. What else is left for him? The other question in the NBA now, in addition to is LeBron retiring, is can this Celtics team did it? And we asked Keith Smith just that. I think Denver has a chance to still be there two, three years from now because they, they, most of their guys are signed or, you know, they've got. That was the answer no, to your question. No, I don't think so. My, <laughs> what, what, you know, what that was the, the answer to your question. And he's yeah. been accused of just trying to control the narrative and deflect from the Lakers losing. And maybe some of their, there's some truth in there. But my guess is, you know, it was raw, you know, emotion after, you know, his season came to an end. And uh, it's got to be the most difficult season of his career. And, you know, they were left for dead in early February. Then they made, you know, a series of trades and became a pretty good team, made the run in the West Finals. And I'm sure he was physically and emotionally hurting after that game as, you know, good friend Carmelo Anthony retired earlier that morning. And Dwayne Wade's been retired. He's probably looking around saying, like, man, I'm the last one left. My foot hurts, and I got to do, you know, five months. I got to be ready to do this all over again. I'm sure there is some doubt in his mind, but my guess is we'll see him back on the court again next season. That's Keith just reiterating his thoughts on LeBron James. We also asked him, can the Celtics come back from down 0-3? 
question. I think Denver has a chance to still be there two, three years from now because they, they, most of their guys are signed or, you know, they've got the ability to sign. I, I think, you know, by that point, I have to imagine the Warriors will have aged out and, and moved on. Um, I, I don't know that it'll be this iteration of the Clippers, but when you have the kind of money Steve Ballmer has, and he seems very, very willing to continue to spend, I think there's a chance that they're you know, a pretty good team. And then who knows if, if Victor Wembanyama is everything we think he is, mm-hmm. the Antonio Spurs could be there very, very quickly. Uh, the Houston Rockets, who have a, you know, they, they, they've got a ton of cap space. If they don't, they, there's definitely going to be other teams, but I think the Kings, you know, because of where they're at, you know, kind of on their age curve, you know, should be pretty good because it looks like the other team I would have picked, the Memphis Grizzlies, looks like they're doing kind of everything they can to make sure they're not going to be that team. You know, they, they just mm-hmm. keep, you know, kind of stepping all over themselves. Some cross wires between here and the other side of the glass. That was him answering the question, Whitey, of whether or not or who's going to be a problem for the Kings if they are indeed contenders two or three years down the road. Can I mention one other team yeah. that he didn't mention Absolutely. there? New Orleans Pelicans. You like the New Orleans Pelicans. You feel good about that. Well, they certainly have potential. Obviously, a lot of hinges on Zion, and that's an open question. But they got some They got some real talent. And they defend, and they had injury issues this year. I believe they were number one in the West the early part of the year until mm-hmm. Denver took over. I just I can't put that much stock in, in Zion Williamson at this point. And I'm, I'm rooting for him. I, I hope he can stay healthy and stay on the court, but... That guy being the centerpiece of your your future hopes and mm-hmm. aspirations, that I, I don't know that I could put my eggs in that basket. I think they can still be good to real good even without him if they draft well this year and play their cards. Really, right. you yeah. think they're that good? I think they could be. Yeah, they okay. they guard people and they got a good coach. And Ingram's a really good player. Okay, now can we hear Keith Smith answer the question of whether or not the Boston Celtics can come back from O three? We've already heard it. No, we heard the we heard the LeBron <laughs> cut twice. Am no, I crazy? We, we, I, Simone stopped it. Had Simone stop it and then restart. But I'll give it to you. It was you still the it. LeBron cut when it started again. Am I? So am you I watching? You watching Selling no. Sunset over there? I'm. Oh, never mind. Okay, I don't know. Whitey, am I crazy? It's, Did it's, we not hear the I, LeBron cut twice? I'm just a guest here, but I heard. <laughs> I heard what you heard. Okay, I heard what you. Heard. All right. This reminds me of the um, the meme where it's like a lemon. It's Wednesday <laughs> when it's like it's been a hell of a week. <laughs> it very well could be me. I, I, yeah, I, I think there's some truth to that. They, be quiet they, they looked a little slow. Um, you know, especially you know. Kyle Lowry didn't look very good in that game. Jimmy Butler looked like, you know, he's maybe a little tired, which is, you know, you've had a month of him really carrying the team now. Uh, you know, the, you, you saw their limitations without Tyler Hero in the lineup of creating offense and the like. And, you know, and the Celtics got after it. You know, I still think Miami's probably going to win this series. But if, if any team was ever going to do it, you know, I think it could be you know, this type of situation where the Celtics still have a couple home games left. They, you know, if it goes that far, they, they your shooting variants can swing very widely for both of these teams. So, you know, we'll, we'll see. I still think Miami gets it, but, you know, if it's ever going to happen, you know, this is the kind of situation it could happen. You said something similar, Whitey, that this, if, if any series has the makings, any season, any series has the makings of a team coming back mm-hmm. from 03, this might be it right here. Yeah, weird year. As far as, uh, oh, the Red Sox did it, so we're, we're going to do it because we're from Boston. Miss me with that. That's, no, come on. I mean, I understand you're clinging to any any like glimmer of hope here, but just because the Red Sox did it, they played in Boston, has nothing to do with people whether are, you're going to do it or people not. People are pointing at the fact that A-Rod and Jeter were there last night, yeah. like bad juju because oh, they were on the team yeah. that the Red Sox came back against yeah. from down 0-3.
I am totally, it, it very well could be me. And I think Simone knows what I'm talking about in, in the mix up that we just had. Cause my brain has been scrambled all day this, this morning. So we have like these, the, like we have, we use Slack to, to communicate for the show and we have, they're labeled with the day. And today, like I created the Slack channels that we were communicating in and I labeled it Thursday. And then Simone texted me. She was like, "Hey, I don't know if you noticed, but those are those are labeled Thursday, and it's Wednesday." So I was like, "And my mic just broke." I was oh, like, no. "I was like, oh, oh, my bad. Let me go and fix that. Yeah. It's not Thursday." And I changed it to Friday. I was wow. devastated, <laughs> devastated when I read the Friday. I was like, "Oh, my, my baby boy." <laughs> Wishful thinking is all that is. I was like, "Oh Wishful no, thinking. It's not either of those I'm days." Tired. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, almost there. That's, exa- that's exactly what's going on. Uh, earlier in the show, draft we had uh, draft mockery, worst first date ideas. Uh, Ward said the water park. Who's in the text line? Who's taking a first date to the water Not park? Oh, that Not one made me laugh. That yeah. is a terrible idea it's for so it. many reasons. <laughs> yeah. We have one right up. Right up the road here in yeah. Roseville, yeah, the, it would be funny. This one also, this also from Ward. He said, "I took a first date to Napoleon Dynamite. Never heard from her again." Yeah, that's <laughs> that movie is like an Your acquired mom goes taste. To college. <laughs> <laughs> that movie is an acquired taste. That's like, terrible. That's a niche sort of taste in movies. You know, that was my point Make earlier. It's like dang quesadilla. A movie on a first date. That's a risky proposition. You don't know their taste in movies. You don't know. What they like. I, I don't think it's as safe as a lot of people do. Is Willie telling people what he's eating again on the uh, on the YouTube page? Somewhere? I asked for it. Oh, okay. I'm trying to get inspired All for right. my, my okay. big night okay, of good. television. You can tell us what's for dinner at YouTube.com slash Sports and hit that like button while you're there. We need 18 likes in 22 minutes to get Simone to That's karaoke order. some Tina Turner. I think, I think we can do it. Also, right after this, Aaron Rodgers... Not used to practicing this time of year, and it shows. We'll discuss next. Mm, I don't think we're going to get to those 50 likes for Simone to uh, sing. Uh, what was the song again? God, I am so absent. Proud Mary. Proud Mary. Proud Mary. It's still coming. Don't worry about it. Lord. So I think that means you have to sing it. <laughs> You're here with about three or four, about four minutes left in this segment. Here okay, coming. good. Get those thumbs good, up. Good, good, good. I think that means you have to sing it. That is not something anybody wants, and probably not something that wouldn't happen without a little bit of uh, liquid encouragement. You know what I mean? A little little something-something. I mentioned before the break, we'll get into Aaron Rodgers in just a second, that Simone, it's become like a running theme on our YouTube page that Willie tells us, like, what's for lunch and what's for dinner, and I get concerned for Willie's health uh, Mm -hmm. because I care, because I care. That's all it is. And he said, I'm having sirloin steak for dinner Okay, cool. With Caesar salad yes. drenched with Italian dressing. I thought that was an interesting turn as well. Willie, Caesar salad has Caesar dressing on it already. That's what makes it a Caesar salad, is it not? Am I crazy? Is he throwing Italian dressing yeah. on top of Caesar dressing? On top of, uh, <laughs> let's see, what would that be? Uh, romaine lettuce and croutons and... <laughs> There's a cheese and on dressing, there, right? and, and a creamy Caesar dressing. dressing. That's just that, yeah, and Parmesan dressing. Yes. Putting up a different kind of dressing on there. I, I, I hope you're good, Willie. Sometimes you can't I choose. Know, I know you're eating good. Yeah, do you ever go double <laughs> dressing on a salad? I'll go no dressing before I go 
Really? What? Yeah. No, no, no that, that's upsetting. Yeah, that's, that's more upsetting. That's psychotic behavior right it there. Taste a the, dry, you're not a rabbit. You're just eating Whitey? a dry just, salad? Yes. yes. Just, just a big bowl of vegetables? I, not usually a big bowl, but yeah, so no. you can taste the actual Not thing even that a you're lemon? Eating. A lemon squeeze or like a olive oil dressing? No. You can Salt, just do it. pepper, nothing? Just a, just a raw salad. Oh, my God. Just straight raw salad. That's what salad is. It's raw, I, typically. Yes, yes. I have. <laughs> no, I got to talk to Brian about who's going to be in here the I next know. two days. Our I'm, partnerships. <laughs> yeah. If I go, if it's going to be dressing, I'm going like blue cheese, Roquefort. But if I, there are times when I was like, I don't, I don't want any dressing. I don't really? need. Really, oh I have literally never heard of that. Okay. I've never heard of that in my entire You're life. You're welcome. <laughs> I can't do it. I promise you, I can't do it. <laughs> Meanwhile. Uh, OTAs are underway. We've been talking plenty about the uh, the 49ers quarterback situation. No QB situation in New York or more more aptly New Jersey when it comes to the Jets. They got their man in Aaron Rodgers in the offseason. adopted the dark. Yes, after he came out of the darkness. Oh, you think darkness is your ally. And he chose to uh, to join the, the New York slash New Jersey Jets. And it, it was so funny, Whitey, because... You know, I I came here from Milwaukee and I covered mm-hmm. and talked about the Packers for a long time. So I got a lot of Packers content and Packers fans and everything else on my timeline. And he never, never attended OTAs for like the last five, six years. He has not been attending OTAs. And every year it was Packers. Oh, this guy can't even show up to work. Blah blah blah. And I I could not wait. We were talking about the schadenfreude of of Celtics fans suffering earlier. I couldn't wait to see the reaction of Packers fans and Aaron Rodgers reporting to Jets OTAs. Can't wait. Which he did. And then uh, quickly, he was like, ah, maybe I I don't want to practice this early in the year. I just tweaked my calf and a little pre-practice conditioning, so I decided to take take a vet day. I don't think it's too, too serious. Vet day is is what he called it. That means there was really nothing wrong with the calf. I just don't practice this early in the season. Yes. <laughs> How do you do? You think this is going to work with Rogers in New York? Yes. We were talking yeah, earlier about the ten teams that I are considered the most complete. Too. They're eighth on that list. I think he's got one more decent year, good year in him. Uh, one more NFL note. Actually, maybe a couple more NFL notes if we have time for it. But today, I. A, I came across a quote that just just kind of broke my brain. Like, we were talking about Carmelo Anthony a couple days ago in his retirement, and I was like, I swear, man, I did not, no disrespect to Carmelo Anthony, I didn't know he wasn't retired yet already because he wasn't on a roster. And this this is along those lines, but even to an even further degree or extent, Adrian Peterson, a 15-year career, one of the best at, in his heyday and in his time. He's now 38, though, and he hasn't played a game since 2021. He hasn't played a full season since 2020. And yet he tells the Fort Worth Star-Telegram, Clarence Hill of the Fort Worth Star-Telegram, mentally, I haven't officially hung it up. My mindset is, if God's willing, maybe an opportunity presents itself and maybe it happens this season. I'll go from there, but if nothing happens this season, for sure, I will be hanging it up. Uh, he should mentally, physically, 
and in every other way possible, Whitey, go ahead and hang it up. Yeah, but I get that because it's that mentality that fueled him when he still had the physical skills, that sense of, yes, I'm never quitting, I'm going to keep playing, and then the physical skills wane, but the mentality you know, last lingers. Who did he end up? He played for Arizona, and then was it Washington that he wrapped up? Oh his yeah, career with? the Commanders picked him up for a minute. I, f- I forgot about that. I remembered the Arizona he, stint. I forgot about the had, Washington. He was stint. a little bit productive here and there with with Arizona. A little <sighs> bit. I honestly I even talk stupid. <laughs> I don't. I don't want to say it's it's sad because uh, I don't got a lot of sympathy or empathy for Adrian Peterson because of the way that he. Uh, he handled his situation with the, the child abuse thing. He showed right. no remorse, right. no regret, no nothing. Um, but it, it's sad on on in the sense that I think he's hanging on strictly for money. That that's the only reason that age. Remember last year he was boxing Le'Veon Bell, like the dude. And I was in Minnesota for a minute, Whitey. He was notoriously not smart with his money. He got ripped off by an agent or a manager or something a few years ago. This is strictly. A guy who needs the money and is hanging on by a thread, or hoping he can hang on by a thread and keep his NFL career going for a few more paychecks. Are we doing this? Is this happening? Is Simone? No? We're going to see. We're going to test it. We got four minutes left. Just keep going, baby. Okay. All right. Uh, One other NFL note I want to touch on before we wrap it up. I don't. I don't know exactly what Roger Goodell does that anybody else would not do as the commissioner, Whitey, but uh, he's about to get another huge contract extension by NFL. Boy, sure deserves it, doesn't he? That's good to see. (laughs) Remember when commissioners, we thought that they were looking out for the good of the game and Roger Goodell's like, I am a mouthpiece for the owners. Yeah. That's what I am. And I'm really good at it. Did you watch the Sopranos? Do you you ever watch the TV show? The Sopranos? Okay. One thing I, I learned in watching The Sopranos was that, yes, yes, the, the godfather, so to speak, he, 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 he is a shot caller, and he, and he has power. You know what I mean? That comes with it. But really, you're, that guy is there to give shade and cover to all, all, his, all his capos, all the captains that work mm-hmm. under him, because if the heat comes... They're going to come for the guy at the top. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's, I think, what Roger Goodell is to the NFL and the cartel that it is and the 32 NFL owners. I think they're just waiting for the scandal that they can't overcome, which I don't know what it is. They keep they keep on pushing through and pushing through and pushing through and, and it doesn't seem to affect them or hurt them. They're waiting for the scandal that they can't get over, and then they can just point to Roger Goodell and be like, "Look at this guy! This guy blundered this whole thing. It's Roger Goodell's fault. Let's throw him on." That's what he's getting these paychecks for: is to eventually, I think, be the fall guy for this thing, unless he can just outlast that and ride off into the sunset. Who gets your vote? Worst professional sports commissioner ever? Oh, it's not close. It's Rob Manfred. Rob, Man- I've, and I've challenged Rob Manfred a number of different times on a number of different platforms. To meet me in the octagon, Whitey, yeah. and put the commissioner's chair on the table versus the mortgage on the house I still own in Milwaukee. I will bet my house against the commissioner's chair if you will meet me in the octagon. But Rob Manfred is a coward, Whitey. He's a coward. 
And he will it's, not meet me in the octagon. Yeah, the fact that he called the World Series trophy a hunk of metal. He does not want this smoke. Why yeah, he, that's that's pretty bad, but I still say it's Bud Stevens. Celebrity boxing. Yeah. <laughs> you think I can take him, Jay? Oh, I think you got you a man so? from brother. I got you. He's wiry. I don't know if he knows any jujitsu oh, or anything. Cheat, I think I could take him. Oh, you yeah. got him. I think you I, got could, him. I could Screwdriver to the kidneys when you don't know what's coming. Ground and pound, get the hooks in, and just let him have it. You know what I mean? And take the commissioner chair and save the sport I love. I'll keep the A's. I'll keep the A's in Oakland. Thank you. How about that? How about that for for a promise? No problem at all. Our thanks to, uh, who do we talk to today? Keith Smith, NBA reporter for Spotrack, as well as the front office show, and Jennifer Lee Chan with the latest from 49ers OTAs from uh, NBC Sports Bay Area. Also, thanks once again to Whitey for sitting in the co-host chair. Thanks to everybody today who tuned in, whether on 1140, SacktownSports.com, the app, YouTube.com, slash Sacktown Sports. You almost, almost came through with the 50 likes to get Simone to karaoke. This very, very... Simone, 42. Are you sure you don't want to take us out with a little rolling down the river? All right. She is shadowing behind Jay there. You can check out anything you missed today on those aforementioned outlets. SacktownSports.com, YouTube.com slash Sacktown Sports. We'll be back with you tomorrow starting at 2. Tina, take it away.